0: gone a juggernaut Portsmouth they have not lost in two full calendar years ran the table last year and won the division two championship now in their return to D1 well they're still unbeaten 18-0 in the regular season two more victories in the playoffs including a tough semifinal victory over Winnecon at 52-45 back on Monday night this game also a rematch from nearly two months ago, in which Portsmouth beat Bedford by pulling away in the fourth quarter, 56 to 42. Nick and this with you. Coverage provided, of course, by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. Basque with new imaging options. Find out more online at Bedfordsurgical.com and Basque Also by Apple Therapy, proud supporters of the 2017 student athlete scholarship program nominate your son or daughter for a chance at $2500 at AppleTherapy.com Coach Mulvey looking to add to his championship ring collection he's over there on the Portsmouth sideline talking it over with his son and assistant coach John Mulvey also longtime assistant Matt Azaro spent time at Exeter Having a chat at the top of the bench. Watching Bedford warm up while the Clippers are warmed up at the other side of the court. Next to Coach Elmendorf and the Bedford bench. The big six foot eight coach, Elmo. Chatting, looks like, with Bill Whitmore, the outgoing Bedford Athletic Director. Just getting set for the tip. Introductions and starting lineup. Should come your way in about two minutes. National Anthem and then we're off to the races portsmouth in the championship five of the last seven years going into this season and of course again at the division two level now been here six of eight six of the last eight years bedford they have never been in a division one boys basketball championship they were in the d2 finals back in 2012 led by coach langlois they actually Face Portsmouth and that was a lopsided Clipper victory 58 to 33 of course those players have graduated and moved on to basically completely different teams on the floor today coach Mulvey now picking his guys off the floor talking it over with shooting guard Cody Graham and we are just about set for the introductions let's set the scene it's a wild one Place is packed, as we thought. The Portsmouth side of things, or the Portsmouth side of the arena, is on the near side, behind me here on press row. The student section, they're in white, and they are standing behind me to the left. There's also an interesting character amongst the student section. He's definitely not a student. He looks about 60, 65 years old. But he is in a bright pink suit. And cowboy hat. He was in an all-white suit for the semifinal matchup against Winnicotton on Monday. I'm not quite sure who that is, but certainly seems like a colorful character. On the other side of the floor, a lot of red and white. That's Bulldog Country, the Bedford fans, hoping to celebrate another championship. It's been quite a year for this this school, as the hockey team took care of business last weekend. And of course, back in the fall, the football team went undefeated and captured the D1 crown as well. And if you want to keep going back, how about last spring when the baseball team won the Division One championship? So Bedford trying to add another ring to the trophy case. It would be the first ever Division One basketball title. This is Coach Elmendorf? He's looking loose over there on the Bedford sideline as he walks around. He's smiling just soaking it all in here. First, Coach Elmendorf, part of the Bedford program for a long time before being named head man a few seasons ago. Again, these two teams met once in the regular season. It was in late January and that game was tight through three quarters. It was Portsmouth who on their home floor eventually pulled away and pushed the ultimate margin of victory up to 14, but By all accounts, and I wasn't there for that one, by all accounts that was a competitive and close game most of the way. So we're hoping for something similar today. And I think these two teams will deliver the anticipated performance. Sean Parham, starting point guard being announced to the Clipper fans. He's been a part of the program for a long time as well. Liam Green on the other side. One of the leaders of the... Bedford team, the power forward. He's playing with a taped right hand. It looks like his middle and pointer fingers are taped together. That's a new development. Bulldogs are the three seed, Portsmouth the one. Therefore, the Clippers will be in their home whites, maroon lettering, and gold trim. It reads Portsmouth across the chest. Bedford in their road black uniforms, jerseys and shorts. Red lettering, white trim, a couple of white stripes down the side of both the jerseys and shorts, and the shoulders for that matter, says Bedford, across the chest. We'll step aside, but here's the National Anthem in Durham. a Bedford High student giving us a live rendition of the national anthem here at midcourt at the Lundholm Gymnasium the atmosphere is electric in Bedford's student section well I'd be lying if I said they are all dawning red and white the school colors because I see a lot of blue in there I see a lot of red, white and blue frankly some kind of a USA theme I think is in play tonight the Bulldogs students, they've been really creative in that department all season. All right. Getting set to tip it off. It'll be Miservy jumping it up against Joey Glenn. Atlanta player of the year candidate who missed the first, well, nearly half of the season with a leg injury. But he's been dominant since his return. He'll jump it up against the 6'3", Miservy. And it's the 6-4 Glenn who wins the tap, and Portsmouth has it first. We are underway here in Durham Bedford they begin on the defensive end and they begin in that 2-3 zone that was all the talk over the second half of the season while Parham with no shot clock in no hurry between the circles three is on the way from the wing no good and the rebound is snatched by of Bedford on the far baseline the one shot and out for Portsmouth on their opening trip. And now it's Bedford's turn as they come right to left. 40 seconds in, first quarter. No score. Portsmouth they're in a man-to-man. And that'll be the look most of the night. We may see some press from Coach Mulvey at some point as well. Here's Liam Green with the handle up top for Max Chartier. Chartier down the far side of the lane. Leads it up top for Mokis, who had it poked loose. And it's stolen by Christian Pete of Portsmouth. Amokas turned his back for just a second. Pete slapped it away and grabbed it with two hands for the steal. Minute gone here, first quarter. Portsmouth looking to get on the board first against the 2-3, Bedford zone. High post, it's Glenn back to the basket. Swinging now to the near wing for Pete, up top for I'm a ball fake. Here's Pete again on the far wing, he's got the range. He comes to the near side wing. Looks for Glenn in the near side of the lane. Out far wing for Parham. Good close out there by Green to prevent the shot. Portsmouth going to reset. Again taking their time. Coach Elmendorf standing at the bottom of the Bedford bench. Barking at the defense with his hands on his hips. Nearly two minutes in first quarter. Just the third total possession of the game. Parham for three. And that long-awaited shot is too strong from the near wing. Weak side rebound to Green and Bedford has it right to left. Here's Nick Mokas, the junior guard. His uncle, back in the 71 championship, played for Central. They knocked off an undefeated Portsmouth team. Now his nephew trying to do the same thing nearly 40 years later. Here's a turnover. Spin move in the lane there for Chartier. He ran out of room and traveled. So Bedford has had the ball twice. They've turned it over twice. Portsmouth is 0-2 from the floor as they come down on their third trip. Near side, it's Pete. He'll launch the three and he'll knock it down. Keeps the right-hand extension up and flashes three fingers towards the Portsmouth student section. 3-0 Clippers. Takes two and a half minutes to crack the ice, but the ice cracked. Now Bedford are going to get themselves on the scoreboard. Working right to left, they go inside. One dribble, Anderson up and in off the glass. Got it over Glenn. The junior at 6'5". Trying to get Bedford a low post presence. And he's off to a good start with two points. Portsmouth leading 3-2. They come back left to right. Parham down the lane. Lobs it inside for Glenn, but it's too high and out of bounds. Tried to find the 6'4", senior with a pass up top. But it went over the left fingers of... Glenn and out of bounds. That's the first turnover for Portsmouth. Over three minutes in. First quarter. Bedford looking for their first lead. They trail 3-2. Up top it's Green with Graham all over him. Now Mokas with a touch. He's up top. Going to put it on the deck down the far side of the lane. Shot is up. Partially blocked. And then taken off the backboard by Glenn. Good defensive play there. Portsmouth leading 3-2 as we approach the midway point first quarter. Bulldogs fall back into a 2-3. Skipped over the top. Parham on the near wing. Has room but passes on the three. Now he has Pete along two out of the corner. is up and in. Nope, they're going to say it's a three. I thought his right foot may have been on the line but I was mistaken. The officials say it's three. Pete with all six for Portsmouth. Clippers lead 6-2. Bedford, they've struggled on the offensive end here four minutes in. Trying to change that on this trip right to left. Anderson deep in the near corner. Nearly turned it over. Now a backdoor pass won't get through. It's out of bounds. Off the hands of Max Chartier. Shouts at his teammates. Wants them to calm down. The junior. Telling his guys to relax. They trail 6-2 and now it's Portsmouth ball again. Three early turnovers for the Bulldogs now coach Mulvey animated at midcourt trying to direct the offense they go inside to Glenn catches, goes up, goes short and it's tipped out of bounds under the basket back over to Bedford Uh, that's not often you see that well that's a blown bunny there for Joey Glenn chance for Bedford to make it a one possession game they trail 6-2 coming up with three minutes to go first quarter Chartier up top, far side, Missouri, catch fire, three. No good, back iron, high rebound. Collected around the free throw line by Portsmouth Parham. Parham comes left to right. Clippers lead 6-2. And now again, they're going to slow things down as we hit the three-minute mark here, first quarter. Parham going to pull it out. He looks over his left shoulder at Coach Mulvey, who's cupping his mouth, screaming out the play. Now Parham wants a ball screen against the 2-3 zone goes down the far side lane blocked by Missouri. collected by Glenn goes back up and scores with a baby hook got it with the right hand first bucket for the senior 8-2 Portsmouth they've scored five straight coach Elmendorf hands on his hips shaking his head slightly watching the offense here as Bedford gonna turn it over again stolen away by Graham up ahead to Pete two on one Pete to the rim too strong with the right hand Ball loose into the near corner it goes out of bounds it goes The officials looking at each other and they say it's going to stay with Portsmouth. Last touch by the hustling Nick Mokas who hit the ground in the attempt to keep it alive for Bedford. Two and a half to play first quarter. Portsmouth on a 5-0 run. They lead 8-2 and now a timeout is called by Bedford. Coach Elmendorf asking for a 30-second timeout. and He's addressing his guys with a little bit of passion right now in the huddle. Nick Anastas with you, Tim Glenday, back in our ESPN New Hampshire studios. Earlier today, the Division II championship was settled. Lebed in the top seed pulled away in the fourth quarter. Some clutch free throw shooting. They topped Cole Brown, 59 to 42. The Raiders in the game went 24 of 26 at the free throw line, 20 of 22 in the second half to capture their first championship in 19 years so Lebanon the D2 winners and it will be either Portsmouth or Bedford who joins them later on in the winner's circle all right out of the 30 second timeout it's Portsmouth ball they'll inbound from the near corner as they work left to right with an 8 to 2 lead trying to extend this 5-0 run both starting fives are still on the floor High post, Glenn turns, fires, and scores from the far elbow. He's got a smile on his face as he looks over at the Portsmouth student section. Seven unanswered by Portsmouth. Four for Glenn, 10-2 Clippers. Bulldogs need a bucket. Coach Mulvey waving his right arm from the Portsmouth sideline, trying to direct the traffic defensively. Meanwhile, Chartier, a jump shot near side wing, is short. Long two, came up as an air ball. Rebound, Portsmouth, and then they throw it away. Sean Parham with a sideline pass that goes nowhere. Out of bounds in the far corner. Nobody on the receiving end of miscommunication. Second Portsmouth turnover. Comes with inside of two minutes to go, first quarter. Bedford ball. They're down 10-2. to two. Portsmouth and a man-to-man. Chartier to a 25 in the quarterfinal win over Merrimack. Drawing the attention of Portsmouth's best defender, that's Christian you all Mokas... The handoff of the far wing for Chartier sets up Green, who immediately fires a three from the far corner. Too strong. Ball is rebounded by Glenn. Nearly had a poke loose by Chartier, but Glenn recovers, and now it's Parham into the front court left to right for Portsmouth. Clippers have scored seven unanswered points and are threatening to take an early 10 point lead here. It's 10 to 2 as we come up on one minute to go in this first quarter. Tavares, his first touch in a while, the sophomore. Gets rid of it out of the far corner, back between the circles for Parham. Looks like Bedford has gone to a man here, looks like. Either that or a matchup zone. Meanwhile, there's Glenn. Same spot as a moment ago, missed from the elbow, followed by Pete, rejected Tavares, third try. No, there's the tip on the fourth attempt by Glenn. He got his right fingers on it. Six for the Portsmouth big man. Ten-point lead for the Clippers. They Scored nine unanswered, and now a foul is coming near the free throw line is chartered knocked down by graham who picks up the foul as he reached in with the right hand nope spoke too soon not graham but pete who was also in the area picks up his first that's the first foul of the game either way comes with 30 seconds to go first quarter you know how's Missouri able to rise and score over everybody on a near baseline drive cam Missouri, one of four seniors on the bedford roster his first deuce Bulldogs stop a 9-0 run, they get back with an 8 at 12-4. 15 seconds now, and it looks like Portsmouth is going to settle for the final shot of the first quarter. Coach Mulvey at midcourt. Got a piece of paper in his hand, calls out the play. Six seconds, Graham up top, leaves it for Pete. Ball fake, now the three on the way, it's short. Missouri the rebound under the rim, and that will do it for the first quarter. Portsmouth getting it done on defense. Holding the Bulldogs to just four points in the first eight minutes. 12-4 is the Portsmouth lead after one. Right back to Lundholm Gymnasium in a moment. You're listening to Championship Saturday. Presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. Right here. You by big brothers, big sisters, and the ad counts. Start of the second quarter. Bedford basketball. They trail the Clippers by a score of 12-4. Make that... 12-6, Nolan Anderson off the up fake, able to score off the glass. And back at home with the right hand, 4 for Anderson, Bedford. Now within 6, a two possession difference at 12-6. Portsmouth goes inside on the far block. Tavares fades and had a block by who who is ready and waiting. It's Miservi who comes down with the ball. Good defensive stop for Bedford. Bulldogs trying to cash in on the other end trailing 12-6 green into the lane had it slapped loose from behind out of bounds and turned over to portsmouth green lost the handle thought maybe it was poked loose but apparently not clippers looking to run the table for the second straight year they're undefeated and took home the division two championship a season ago looking to do the same thing in d one and there's cody graham off the glass for two from the far baseline The junior guard, who's also the quarterback in the fall for the football team, gets his first bucket. Meanwhile, Anderson going to work. Had it stripped. Pete, the second defender, poked it loose. Graham the steal. Left to right, thrown up ahead for Pete. He's going to pull it out with the dribble on the far sideline. Portsmouth with a 14-6 lead. Minute and a half gone, second quarter. Packed house here at the Lundholm Gymnasium in Durham. Graham up top. Leaves it now for Parham between the circles on the handoff. Bedford in a man-to-man. They played most of the season in a 2-3 and began the game today in the zone look, but they've abandoned that. It's a man-to-man for Coach Elmendorf, who's on the sideline, hands on his hips. Meanwhile, Portsmouth trying to figure out the man-to-man look. They're going to reset again here near midcourt with Parham. Again, no shot clock in the NHI AA. Back door. Glenn fades to his right, and bank it, and there's Anderson on the glass for Bedford. Good defense to force the miss. Two minutes in, second quarter. Bulldogs down by eight, 14-6. Missouri down the far side of the lane, double-team shot is up, short side iron, ball out of bounds underneath the basket. It will, however, stay with Bedford. Looks like Christian Pete, in an attempt to secure the basketball, touched it last before it went out of bounds, so... Bulldogs will have it. Meanwhile, Coach Elmendorf goes to the bench for the first time. Replacing Liam Green with Connor Crowley, the 5'10 guard. So a smaller lineup on the floor for the Bulldogs. That's the first substitution either way. Here is Crowley on a leaner. Tried to bank it from the near side of the lane. Too strong. Rebound in a crowd for Tavares of Portsmouth. The sophomore brings it himself left to right. Into the Portsmouth front court. And now again the Clippers will slow things down. They lead 14-6. Coming up on three minutes gone in the second quarter. Parham on the far wing, lobs it inside. Here's Glenn. One dribble. Trying to go at Anderson. Instead, up top, it's for Graham. That three on the way. And no good. Bounces twice off the rim. Force collected by Misserby. His third rebound for Bedford. Now well, the Bulldogs getting the stops they want. We've had trouble though on the offensive end trying to cash in here right to left. Portsmouth still in a man-to-man. Coach Mulvey down on his, with his hands on his knees here. Trying to bark at the defense and we have a turnover. Missouri couldn't handle the pass cleanly. It Goes off his fingertips into the Portsmouth bench on the far sideline. Another Bulldog giveaway that's four unofficially so far in this first half. Just over three minutes gone, second quarter. Portsmouth led by 10 earlier. In the first quarter, the chance to match that margin here, leading 14-6. Tavares up top. Here's it now for Mike Sanborn, who just checked in for Portsmouth, their first sub. And now it's Sanborn who calls a timeout deep on the near side wing, so Coach Mulvey has burned his first as he reaches over to grab the clipboard and draw something up nearing the midway point second quarter a low-scoring D1 championship so far 14 to 6 in favor of the Clippers again the Bulldogs they've been on this stage before five years ago as a D2 program matched up with Portsmouth and that game was all Clippers 58 33 in the final five years later both teams are in Division 1 and both teams are back in the championship game our coverage Provided by the Bedford Aviatories Surgical Centers. Basque with new imaging options. Find out more at both BedfordSurgical.com and Imaging.com. and also by Apple Therapy. Proud supporters of the 2017 Student Athlete Scholarship Program. Nominate your senior son or daughter today at AppleTherapy.com. Out of the timeout, Portsmouth basketball. They work left to right. Bedford in a man to man defensively. They have abandoned the 2 3, at least for now. Tavares high post one dribble leads it across the lane for Glenn and there's the right-hand finish off the window well, Glenn getting his for Portsmouth eight points to lead all scores midway through the second quarter Portsmouth back up 10, 16 to six Bulldogs having trouble against this Portsmouth defense Mokas with Graham chasing him Graham trying to poke it loose Mokas now leads it from reserve he's double-teamed near corner and the ball poked loose out of bounds on the baseline by Joey Glenn who nearly came up with the steal it'll stay with the Bulldogs both teams with short benches it's really been the case all season six or seven deep tops Jardier Graham, all over him leaves it for Green who just checked in Green hits the floor and a foul is called against Portsmouth that's just the second foul of the basketball game both have come against the Clippers and both have come against Christian Pete, arguably Portsmouth's top defender. He picks up his second. The senior's going to check out. Sean Parham right back on. 16-6 is the Portsmouth lead. Bedford's reserve. He lobs it inside to Green. Green off the catch, fade away, short off the front iron. There's Glenn with the rebound. Surrounded by black jerseys, he secures it for Portsmouth. Clippers left to right. Graham off the catch fires a three straight away, short front iron. Rebound tipped and then controlled by Green for Bedford. Three and a half to go, second quarter. Bulldogs just six points trailing by ten. Crowley up top off the ball fake dribbles, leaves it for Anderson. He traveled on the far wing. The six foot five junior shuffled his feet on the catch. Didn't like the call from John Kelly. Had a word for the official. Back over to Portsmouth Bedford. More turnovers and field goals in this first half. Just outside of three minutes now, second quarter. Portsmouth threatening to take their largest lead. They lead 16-6. Far side, Sanborn wants a ball screen. Leaves it up top now for Graham. Graham with the right hand. Look at a slash. Had a block by Missouri. A second rejection. Controlled by Crowley. Bedford has it. Meanwhile, Missouri is shaking up. Took a shot, it looks like, in the groin. The NHIAA... President Jeff Collins, the first on the scene there. Reservy is still banged up, breathing very hard and rapidly. Well, now the trainers are making their way out there. Reservy from a basketball family, his older brother played a few years ago. Been one of Bedford's leading scorers all season. And is still down and in some pain. He's hunched over, and it looks like He's favoring his groin. It's the best way I can describe it. Mr. Collins still over there along with two Bedford trainers. Now Coach Elmendorf walking over as well. Missouri still down under the basket after coming up with the rejection. It comes with exactly three minutes to go in this first half. Portsmouth in front of Bedford 16-6. to And let's hope for the Bulldogs' sake that Reserve is okay, although that does not look like that's the case right now. And also there's a police officer who's now radioing something in. And let's hope that that's it's not a call for the ambulance. Don't like to speculate, but the policeman is uh, actively holding a conversation with somebody on his radio. Meanwhile... Bill Whitmore, the Bedford AD, is now in the mix. As is the Bulldog mascot, who's holding a pair of crutches. The mascot is told to go back to the bench. Masurvi is still down. Well, now it looks like they're trying to take... I don't know if they're trying to take his left sneaker off. It might be an ankle. Coach Elmendorf has returned to the Bedford sideline and is holding council with his club. Portsmouth doing the same here. Missouri still down. And again, it looks like now the trainers are kind of I don't know, grabbing or feeling his left ankle it looks like. Coach Elmendorf back over. Again, Cam Miservi down, injured for Bedford. Three minutes to go, second quarter. The injury occurred on a defensive play, a rejection by Miservi. And then he immediately went down and he has not gotten back up. Meanwhile, it looks like it has caused his teammates some discomfort as well. Nick Mokas kind of crunched over, hands over his head, doesn't want to look. Well, again, Bedford, they've trailed the entire way. And trail right now 16 to 6. A very low scoring affair here in this first half. Portsmouth has been led by Joey Glenn, their standout senior center, who has eight points, half the total for the Clippers. Bedford has gotten a couple buckets from junior Nolan Anderson. And one from Missouri, just three field goals total in this first half. And now it's Missouri who's down. And again, Jeff Collins, the President of the NHIAA, he was the first on the scene and is still kind of hovering over everything. There are now three, make it four, trainers in the area. Two from Bedford, one from Portsmouth, and one from UNH. There's also a police officer hovering over the whole thing as well. So this does not look good for the senior, Cam Missouri, a three-point threat. One of four seniors on the Bulldogs and one of their clubhouse leaders as well. Well, now it looks like there's two EMTs coming in as well. Missouri's down on his left side. And initially, I thought I felt like he took a shot to the groin. I don't know if it's the groin, it's the ankle, it's the knee, or what what it is, but it's serious enough where Missouri has not gotten up off the floor, and we're going on close to ten minutes at this point. Meanwhile, here comes Nick Mokas with a Bulldog warm-up shirt that he's going to hand looks like Missouri. And now Mochus, you can see, a little shaken after making his visit to his fallen teammate. It's Chartier, Mocus and Crowley at the bottom of the bench, all with their arms around each other. Well, their comrade is still down. Comes with three minutes even remaining in the second quarter. Portsmouth leading Bedford in this Division I Boys Basketball Championship 16-6. I'm Nick Anastas. I'm here courtside at the Lundholm Gymnasium. Tim Glenday in control of things back in our ESPN New Hampshire studios. We'll take a pause and come right back to Durham in a moment, hopefully with a resolution. You're listening to Championship Saturday right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in at ESPNNHradio.com. FNL Winter on ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit appletherapy.com. All right, we're- well, we're still in an injury timeout here with 3 minutes to go in the second quarter. Portsmouth leading Bedford 16 to 6. I'm Nick Anastas. We have had a delay for now several minutes due to an injury suffered by Bedford's Cam Miservi, the senior Moments ago, after coming up with his second block of the game on defense, went down in some serious pain and has been down since. The latest development is that there was a stretcher that was walked across the floor to where Miservia is on the far baseline to my right. And it appears that that Cam is going to be uh, taken to the nearest hospital here. Not sure exactly what happened. It looked like initially he was kind of hunched over, favoring his groin. But now I've come to believe it might be a lower leg injury because, well, I know I'm speculating, but it looked like that's the area that the EMTs were trying to check out. There's a number of EMTs along with Durham Fire and Rescue personnel NHIAA president Jeff Collins was the first to go over to Cam. Mr. Collins taking things in in the, in the near corner kind of sprung into action and began to comfort Cam before even the trainers were able to get there. And now, Jeff Collins is a good guy as they come, in my estimation. Bill Whitmore as well, the outgoing AD at Bedford, longtime athletic director, set to retire. He's Watching with concern as well. The stretcher is is over there. It looks like they've just brought out a blue leg brace as well. And this is a tough way for Cam Misserby to go out. As we talked about from a basketball family, his brother in the program a few years ago. Cam himself, a two-year starter for Coach Elmendorf. And one of the state's better three-point shooters, if I can weigh in there. So he will be missed. Got off to a good start on the glass today for the Bulldogs as well. So it's up to Bedford now to see if they can move on without him. We've been delayed here for nearly 15 minutes and still no sign of movement on the baseline. Missouri is conscious. He was in pain and fully aware of what was going on but they are not going to take any chances and try and move him until everything is in place. Portsmouth, meanwhile, they lead 16 to six, and they've done it on the defensive end. That man-to-man has forced a number of Bulldog turnovers, unofficially six, that's my count. We'll get all the official stats to you at halftime. But Bedford just three made field goals. Meanwhile, for Portsmouth, they got off to a little bit of a slow start, but have uh, picked it up slowly but surely since the beginning of the game. Joey Glenn inside has lived up to the hype. Eight points for the six-foot-five senior to lead all scores. Portsmouth, of course, looking for back-to-back undefeated seasons, capped off by a championship. They did it last year with a win over Lebanon in the final round to go a perfect 22-0, and now a chance to do that again this year if they can beat Bedford this afternoon they beat the Bulldogs in the regular season back in late January in Portsmouth by a score of 56 to 42 so again if you're just joining us Cam Missouri, one of four seniors on the Bedford roster down with an injury an apparent leg injury and it's serious there's a stretcher on the floor the action has been delayed for the last 15 or so minutes with no ending in sight there are a few more paramedics on the floor in fact four more paramedics in red shirts are on the scene now coach Elmendorf is back in the mix he's been going back and forth between his sideline and, and Miservi who is again on the baseline Underneath the uh, Portsmouth basket. Well, tough way for a career to come to an end. Tough injury period, but especially for a senior with his team fighting for a championship, that's, that's about as tough luck as you can get. Miservi I can see him now he is at least uh, I think he's sitting up at least again he was leaning over almost laying on his left side but I think they've at least kind of got him up and sitting at least again with a stretcher right next to him they're going to try and move him I think momentarily Again, clock stopped with three minutes to go in the second quarter. Portsmouth leading Bedford 16-6. Earlier today, the Division II championship was settled. Lebanon, a 59-42 win over Cole Brown. First title for the Raiders since 98. They did it at the line in the second half. How about 20-22 of at the free throw line after halftime? Well, they've got, it looks like now, Cam Miservi's shoe off. At least one of them. And I believe they're trying to get the injured leg in a blue brace before they lift him onto the stretcher. Tough for me to see here because I'm down at the other end. And for the moment, I've really got my view blocked by the stretcher itself. Meanwhile, Coach Elmendorf, again, back and forth between Miservi and his bench. Scratching his head right now, literally, as he speaks with the AD, Bill Whitmore.
1: Well, Nick, joining you uh, from the studio, what what seems kind of strange about the situation is when it's not a uh, spinal type of injury, something where you're immobilizing an athlete, uh, with all sympathies to the injured player, this is taking an awful long time if it's something like a bone broke or something like that. It, it, it just seems very strange that, as well prepared as the state of New Hampshire is in running this event, that they haven't, I don't know, figured a way to transfer this fella onto the stretcher and out. Although, I do recall when this happened a good 20 minutes ago, at the time you did think he was you know breathing quite heavily when he first right. was laying there. So you have to wonder if... You know Something that's not neurological, but it's not bone break, is slowing right. the process up. So I, I that, agree with you, and we even talked off air, It, it you know, it's probably he snapped or broke something, but his reaction to it could be he went into some sort of a shock.
0: Yeah, which wouldn't surprise me. Because as you mentioned, the heavy breathing took place, almost like he was just trying to... Either deal with the pain or or get himself under control. And he is still down. I mean, the the good news is they're not going to take any chances here. They're not going to care how long it's going to take. They don't want to injure him any anymore.
1: Yeah, and we salute them on that idea. Yeah. It's just you're so used to, in athletics, if a delay is this long... Usually it's a person who you can't see them moving their extremities. You're getting that head tied down, you know, in case there's a spinal injury. All of that sort of stuff. Where, quite frankly, you know, I've been in enough sporting events that if a hockey player cracks his ankle or a basketball player comes down and snaps his ankle, uh, you know, by now we'd be playing. We just, we would. So I have to think there's a medical issue beyond... Right. A physical, you know, bone cartilage type of thing. That it's 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 something a, a little deeper than that. And I salute them for being cautious about it. It's a shame though. It takes the celebratory air out of the arena. Yeah. Because as as good of a crowd as there was for the Division Two game, Nick, we could hear right from the beginning of this broadcast. Uh oh, big time now. It's the Division One championship.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess that's why speculation at the end of the day is really fruitless because we're not sure exactly what's going on. We can guess, but but we're not sure. Meanwhile, I believe that Cam's parents are now down on the floor. I I assume that's that's his mother there talking with Coach Elmendorf. She's upset, and I would assume that's also Mr. Miservi who's watching in a jacket speaking with one of the paramedics. Meanwhile, they're moving now the stretcher. Missouri is, he's, he's awake, because I can see him. He's laying on his back now, and his arms are moving around. It looks like he's having a conversation, but they do have that, that aforementioned blue, uh, I don't know if that's a cast or what it is, but, but he's got it on his left leg. Now they're lifting him up with a sheet underneath him. And placing, via the sheet, Cam onto the, onto the stretcher. And you can hear the applause from both the Bedford and Portsmouth fans here. Glad to see that Cam is okay. Of
1: course, following on Twitter, uh, you know, everyone's, is, are there EMTs there? You know, all that, and it's all being answered yes. You know, we, we had a typical running uh, Twitter account going with, you know, Portsmouth, Get gets six apiece from goalie, uh, Joey Glynn and King and leads Bedford 12-4 to 4 after one. All of a sudden, it's we are in an injury delay. Okay, that's no big deal. A little later, we're in an injury delay for Bedford's Troy Missouri, who is being attended to by EMTs. That scares anyone just following on a tablet or a phone. You know, you think of EMTs, you think of paddles and clear, not, oh, well, someone's gone down and their knees hurt or their ankles hurt, and that's all we wish for the young gentleman, and let's hope, uh, you know, it's all taken care of pretty quickly now.
0: Yeah, they've got him on the stretcher. They're elevating the stretcher, and now they're going to move the stretcher and bring Can here right to left. and another round of applause breaks out. He's holding his father's hand as he walks right to left, down the length of the floor. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Missouri family, and let's hope that things turn out okay.
1: So I guess Meanwhile, the two teams the are going to warm first up. Huh? Half to
0: go here, three minutes remaining, second quarter.
1: Am I going understand? to
0: give both teams a three-minute warm-up period here? Right,
1: right. That's what I heard. That due to them being ice cold with this delay, they get a nice little three-minute warm-up, and that's that's a great way to make sure we don't get a hamstring or something else pulled
0: right yeah we had a delay of nearly 25 minutes so the players have have gone cold so to speak and are in the process of warming up so a three-minute warm-up and then the final three minutes of the second period will bring us to halftime Portsmouth leading Bedford 16 to 6 and as you can imagine the offense has not come easily for the Bulldogs four points for Nolan Anderson the junior center and two points for the departed Cam Missouri Portsmouth meanwhile they've leaned on their big horse inside Joey Glenn who has a game high eight points and half the Portsmouth total so tough for well players on both teams to go back to business as usual after witnessing that but got to be even tougher for Bedford knowing that one of their teammates one of their classmates one of their friends is uh, in some real pain and receiving medical treatment down the road at the nearest hospital but somehow they're gonna have to put that behind them and look to close out the first half on a high note they've trailed this entire first half and again Portsmouth in front 16 to 6 that represents their largest lead Bedford playing on the big stage for the first time as a Division I program. They have the championship round in 2012 as a D2 school where they lost to Portsmouth. And they got it done this year with a 15-3 record. Which is actually the second best record. Tied for the second best with Spaulding. Spalding beat the Bulldogs heads up to earn the tiebreaker and the two seed but Bedford got revenge Monday night in the semifinal victory all right meanwhile there's Nick Mokis. he's hugging his teammates as the Bedford Bulldogs are now on their sidelines getting set to resume action here trailing by 10. looks like Liam Green also saying a few things in the huddle trying to get his guys back on the right page This could go one of two ways, I think. Either it serves as an inspiration and inspires a comeback, or it proves to be too big of a distraction and could derail the club here in the championship. What will it be? We begin to find out. It's Bedford ball. They're down 16-6, nearly a half hour after the last whistle. We resume action here. Inside of three minutes now, remaining third, second quarter, excuse me. Chartier off the dribble. Skip pass near side for Crowley. One dribble down the lane. Hangs, banks it in, and the foul. Connor Crowley, the 5'10 junior, went right at the 6'5 senior, Joey Glenn, who tried to draw the charge but was moving slightly when the contact occurred on the near block. That's the first on Glenn, the third team foul against Portsmouth. Three point play opportunity for Crowley, and he knocks down the free throw. Bedford within seven, 16-9, 2.40 now to go second quarter. Portsmouth, their first possession since the delay. Parham between the circles, right hand dribble down the near side of the lane. Banker is short, loose ball weak side, Mokas on the ground, and a jump ball is called as Tavares and Mokas wrestling around there, an aggressive jump ball. Two of the more aggressive players in both programs. The arrow favors the Clippers, so we'll stay at this end. Portsmouth ball. Inside Tavares, knocked away by Green. And back out of bounds. Just heard a rogue horn as well. Meanwhile, somebody's got to inbound the ball. Finally, Glenn picks it up. And he's bailed out by Coach Mulvey, who had to call a timeout from midcourt. Well, the ball is just sitting there on the baseline two clipper players declined not to throw it in before Glenn with about four seconds gone by picked it up and coach Mulvey called a timeout and coach is not happy with his club 225 remaining first half 16-9 Portsmouth Nick can ask this with you from Mundholm Gymnasium out of the timeout the inbound again will come from the far baseline and again it will be Glenn the inbounder looking 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 has Sanborn open near wing that three is partially blocked ball is loose far side Graham gets to it down the lane now with a scooper short again loose and Glenn is fouled a little bit of a lid on the basket for the Clippers couple good looks won't go but they get a foul here against the Bulldogs first Bedford foul of the game and it comes against Connor Crowley You've got a piece of the left arm of Glenn they're gonna say he was shooting so Joey to the line a chance to get into double figures has been the game's high score with eight points high arcing right-hander is up and in nine for Glenn eight-point lead for Portsmouth 17-9 one more coming senior missed most of the season or at least half of it with a right leg injury Looks pretty close to 100% at this point after knocking down the second free throw a two for two trip meanwhile Crowley looking for Anderson not on the same page turned over in the paint taken away by Graham left to right comes Portsmouth Parham on a baseline drive far side leaves it back for Glenn pass too strong though collected by Graham near midcourt and now Portsmouth again will reset inside of two minutes second quarter 18 to 9 is the Portsmouth lead Arum dancing the coaching staff holding up a sheet of paper this is Michigan from the sideline apparently that's the play Graham inside for Glenn one dribble goes up and banks it in for two more got it from the far side over the lane sorry far side of the lane and got it over Nolan Anderson 12 points for Glenn the lead is 11 for Portsmouth their largest lead Green steps into a three near wing and gets a friendly roll up and in for Green, his first field goal. Green now barking orders defensively. Bedford within eight, 20 to 12. Coming up on one minute to go, first half. Horsman left to right, two-man game. Glenn to the rim, rejected by Anderson. Ball goes out of bounds. The Bedford Jr. gives out a scream. Well, time timed that one beautifully swatted it with the right hand right into the Bedford cheerleaders we are along the baseline just over a minute now remaining second quarter inbound pass stolen by Chartier Chartier right to left three on two goes at Graham and draws a blocking foul in the lane Graham tried to set himself up to draw the charge but again was slightly moving picks up his first and now 14 fouls against Portsmouth Substitution, Paramount, Pete back on. Pete in the game with two fouls for Portsmouth. Bedford trails 20-12, to 12, Green off the inbound, three-pointer corner, too strong. Weak side rebound for Flynn, or Glenn, rather. Really. Portsmouth has it, Sanborn left to right on the far sidelines. Inside of a minute, Portsmouth by eight. Glenn head down into the lane, right-hand shot, no, but a foul. First, I believe, on the floor, coming against the Bulldogs. Don Anderson, and it was on the floor, his first. Just a second team foul against the Bulldogs. Bedford trailing 20-12. Portsmouth trying to reclaim a double-digit lead. Tavares has Pete wide open near corner. Three on the way, up and in. His third from downtown. Gives the hand signal to the student section saying, I've been eating my spinach. 11-point lead again for Portsmouth. They matched their largest from a moment ago. Moke is now for three for Bedford up and in from the far wing and he pumps his fist on the way back down the floor the Bedford crowd likes it they're with an eight again and it looks like the final shot of the first half is going to go to Portsmouth ten seconds to go Graham with the handle Graham on the near side of the wing Graham now between the circles makes his move off the ball screen crossover into the lane lost it out of bounds who touched it last Bedford did it'll stay with Portsmouth two seconds remaining on the second quarter clock Coach Mulvey cupping his hands with both sorry cupping his mouth with both hands screaming the play from midcourt Pete will be the inbounder it'll come from the far side of the baseline Bedford is double teaming Glenn away from the ball the inbound comes to Sanborn he's open the three is blocked by Crowley and the horn sounds a wild first half in the books here in Durham Portsmouth in the hunt for another undefeated championship run They lead Bedford by 8 23 to 15 at halftime it was a first half that was defensive dominated really on both sides and we also of course saw a 20 plus minute delay due to an injury to Bedford senior Cam Muservi who had to be carried off on a stretcher and well after all that players to their credit able to pick it up and pick it up quickly to finish out the first half on a high note Portsmouth though they have never trailed today they leave the Bulldogs at the break 23 to 15 back to Durham with some first half numbers in a moment you're listening to championship coverage championship Saturday coverage
1: to 45 and they have a 23-15 lead over Bedford at halftime. Bedford also did not have to play in that first round. They managed to knock off Merrimack 47-41 in the quarterfinals and Spalding 47-35 in the semifinals. It's halftime at UNH. Let's go back to Nick Anastis.
0: Thank you, Tim. 23-15. Portsmouth leading Bedford. A low-scoring affair here in Durham, Clippers looking for another championship following an undefeated regular season they did it last year of course at the D2 level Clippers never trailed in that first half led by as many as 11 take an eight-point lead with them into the locker room Bedford they wind up six of 14 from the floor three of those made field goals came in the final three minutes of the first half they were two of five from downtown and just one of one at the free throw line Portsmouth not much better nine of twenty seven overall just thirty three percent three of ten from downtown and two of two with the stripe individually Joey Glenn getting his working on a double-double already twelve point seven rebounds for the Portsmouth senior those are both game highs he's had help from Christian Pete who played 13 minutes Despite two fouls in that first half, he had nine points on three of four from downtown. Only one other player for Portsmouth in the scorer's book, and that's junior guard Cody Graham. But it's up shooting performance, just one of six for two points. On the Bedford side, uh, let's see, five different scores. Green with three. Three for Molkus as well. Nolan Anderson four all in the first quarter Connor Crowley three points off the bench and two for Troy Miservi who will not return after suffering a lower leg injury that delayed the basketball game nearly 25 minutes late in the second quarter Miservi had to be carted off on a stretcher and we hope that he is going to be okay Bulldogs nine turnovers in that first half only three on the other side for Portsmouth Clippers had the advantage on the glass out-rebounding the Bulldogs 15 to 11 eight of those 15 rebounds were on the offensive end so Bedford I'm sure gonna get a little bit of a lecture from coach Elmendorf in the locker room Try and clean up things on the offensive end their nine turnovers led to 11 points off those turnovers for Portsmouth and the eight offensive rebounds by the Clippers led to eight second chance points as well so two areas of concern for Bulldog fans statewide well as we talked about and as we expected a great atmosphere here at the Lundholm gymnasium on the campus of the University of New Hampshire here in Durham Bulldog fans they have turned out a lot of the students are wearing red white and blue so kind of a USA theme I'm sure is in play and then in Portsmouth led by athletic director Russ Wilson that was the man in the pink suit I found out and the man in the pink suit Still holding things down here on the Portsmouth sidelines at the tail, sorry, at the bottom of the standing student section. As they've gotten used to driving down the road, so to speak, every March and playing on the championship. It's the sixth time in the last eight years that Portsmouth has been active on Championship Saturday. They're hoping, though, for their first D1 championship during that span this afternoon they ran the table in the regular season as Tim highlighted they beat a very stout Winnicott team in the semifinals Monday night to get here and set up this rematch with the Bulldogs from late January that was a Portsmouth win in Portsmouth in which they pulled away in the fourth quarter Bedford now back on the floor after a lengthy halftime stay in the locker room And both teams are now getting warm and getting ready for the second half. Can Bedford pull off a comeback and do it for a fallen teammate? Or will it be Portsmouth for the second straight year to go undefeated and capture the crown? We begin to find out next. Second half around the corner. Portsmouth leading 23-15. Championship Saturday coverage is presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. And it's live right here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Tune in in ESPN is New Hampshire's home for sports on ESPN New Hampshire Radio WGAM, Manchester WGHM, Nashua Well, start of the second half here in Durham about a minute gone, third quarter Portsmouth has extended their halftime lead to now 25-15 after a basket moment ago from Joey Glenn Meanwhile, a foul here on Connor Crowley a reach try to poke it loose from Cody Graham and caught Graham with an elbow that's the first foul of the second half against Bedford and the second against the junior guard Connor Crowley Portsmouth they have not trailed today they led by as many as 11 late in the second half they lead by 10 and they look inside to Glenn the game's leading scorer pulls it back out now it's par on the point guard who scored a moment ago now Pete weaves his way into the lane underhand scooper is good got a friendly roll off the bottom of the iron Pete the second clipper and double figures now with 11 the lead a dozen for Portsmouth 27-15 nearly two minutes in third quarter is a quick three the other way out of the corner too quick for coach Elmendorf's liking the rebound goes to Pete the foul is gonna come against Bedford Chartier and Pete jarring a little bit at one another after Chartier picks up the over-the-back foul. Bedford with two quick ones here in the third quarter. First, though, on Chartier. Portsmouth right to left, leading by 12, 27-15. Bulldogs in a man-to-man. A little bit of a surprise. They came out in the zone as expected, but they've gone man most of the afternoon. Glenn, high post Tavares, 15-footer is good. The sophomore drops in his first bucket. Portsmouth where they pig lead, their largest. 29-15, and now a timeout is called by Coach Almondor. Two and a half gone in this third quarter. Portsmouth starting to show their depth. Buckets from Tavares and Parham, who were held scoreless in that first quarter. Christian Pete, known for his defense. How about him chipping one in off the dribble? The push his total up to 11 Portsmouth a year ago, they met Lebanon in the Division 2 championship round. They were both undefeated. Portsmouth, after a slow start, eventually prevailed to capture the Division 2 championship and then it was announced that they were moving up to Division 1. They were immediately considered one of the favorites in D1 due to the fact that they basically returned everybody from last year's championship team and they have not disappointed. 18-0 in the regular season. A lot of those 18 wins were flat-out blowouts. And two convincing victories in the play in the postseason over BG and Winnicott. Bedford down 14. Out of the timeout, they have the basketball. They work left to right. Portsmouth greeting them in a the man-to-man defense. Green pulls his way to the rim and has a right-hand finish. Just took Tavares right to the 10. 29-17, quickly the other way, it's lobbed inside, Glenn, right hook is beautiful, got it from six feet over two men, Glenn is first second half field goal, 14 now, the game's high, score, 31-17, Portsmouth, off the dribble, Green, can't get it, off the crossover, Elbow J is short, Parham the rebound, lobs it ahead for Glenn, too strong, Glenn tried to save it, instead it's taken away by Crowley, now Molkis in transition left to right for Bedford hands up top to Chartier back to Molkis a foul on the pass comes against Graham who reached in and got a piece of Chartier with his right wrist meanwhile my wallet fell out of my pants and was returned by a generous fan I appreciate that Bedford only six points in that first quarter they've struggled so far in the third as well shot there by Mokas off target too strong from the far baseline rebound in the paint goes to Glenn of Portsmouth nearly midway through this third quarter largest lead for the Clippers they're up 31 17 they were looking for more Parham on the near wing right hand dribble comes middle lobs it back door for Glenn and there's an alley-oop off the glass beautiful two-man game two seniors who have played together for a long time underneath head coach uh, Jim Mulvey 33-17, Crowley in traffic no but a foul went right at three different white jerseys on his way to the rim and he'll shoot two. foul's going to be on the sophomore Tavares slammed into him, got the whistle, drew the whistle and now has two fouls three team fouls against Portsmouth so far in the second half free throw, no good by Crowley, in and out Bedford only took one free throw in the first half. Portsmouth only two. Officials have let them play, so to speak. One more coming for the junior, and he's got it with the right hand. Bedford back within 15, 33-18. Parham in no hurry. Right to left for Portsmouth. Inside Glenn, foul on the catch. Comes on the far block, a little nudge given by Anderson who rolls his eyes three team fouls now each way Anderson with two again the Bulldogs short a man they're out they're without Cam Miservi who was injured and taken off at a stretcher late in the first half meanwhile Glenn a man amongst boys inside for two more off the glass over Anderson with the right hand 18 now for Glenn we're past the midway point third quarter Portsmouth 35 Bedford 18 Inside, Anderson wants to go back at Glenn himself. Right-hand hook won't go, though, off the back iron. Rebound tipped out to Portsmouth. Parham has it. Good move by Anderson there, and a good shot. Just wouldn't fall. Meanwhile, Parham down the lane. Left-hand banker, no. Rebound tipped off the glass. Bedford has it. Green the outlet to Chartier. Left to right, Chartier down the far side of the baseline pulls it back out is gonna swing it near side stepping into a three is Crowley it's too strong offensive rebound Anderson one dribble weak side stripped on his way up taken away by Tavares two bad for players hit the floor Portsmouth with numbers Parham near baseline poke loose from behind and then a foul on Green ball was knocked loose towards Tavares and Green went over his left shoulder to pick up the foul Green just his first 14 fouls though on Petford. Just over three minutes to go, third quarter. Portsmouth's lead is 35-18. Clippers looking to extend their largest lead. Tavares, weak side, wing three, up and in. The sophomore showing the range. Tavares with five, all in this third quarter. Portsmouth up 20, 38-18. Bedford needs a response. They go inside, it's Mokas skip pass far side Anderson one dribble up top long two Chartier got it with the right hand Chartier only took one shot in the first half I think that's just the second shot of the game it's now one of two on the floor first two of the game 38 20 supports with lead now we hit two and a half to go third quarter Pete up top three-pointer up and in
1: and he slings
0: the arrow towards the student section Four three pointers for the senior Christian Pete. 41 20 Portsmouth. Chartier make that Crowley to the rim. Blocked off the glass. Glenn swatted it with the right hand. Graham now in traffic right to left. Throws it away. Looking for Parham in the corner. Stolen by Green. Now Green left to right down the floor for Crowley. Up fake. The finish is there, but a whistle first will negate the shot. Foul on Pete is third. Got a little bit. Of the body there to draw the whistle clipper fans not happy although that probably prevented it did prevent a basket the foul so Bedford ball they're still down 41 20 rejected by Glenn off the inbound a scooper there by Chartier Glenn swatted it Graham tracks it down in the far corner Portsmouth has it now right to left here's Parham near corner three on the way up and in he's all smiles as he looks at the defender Nick Mokas timeout Bedford The Portsmouth fans are loving it. Parham with five all in this third quarter. Joey Glenn has been the high scorer. 18 points but a couple of monster rejections in the last couple of moments. Have allowed Portsmouth to really get out and run for the first time in the game and they are now up by their largest margin 44 to 20. They have outscored the Bulldogs so far in this third quarter by a count of 21 to 5. Well let's see how Bedford responds again they're playing without Cam Miservi one of their leaders Suffered a horrific lower leg injury late in the second quarter. Coach Elmendorf trying to hold his club together. He'll bring back Green, Chartier, Crowley, Anderson, and Mokas. In fact, Coach Elmendorf has only used one sub today, and that's Crowley. Bulldog ball, they're down 44-20. Inside of two minutes, third quarter. Portsmouth and a man-to-man. Bedford working left to right. Chartier pulls it back out of the dribble. Has Mokas. Now it's green. Finds Chartier again. Wants the ball and he's got the stick. Long two from the far baseline. He looks at his Bedford fans and says, come on, you've got to help us out here. Try and pick us up. Portsmouth doubling things up though. 44-22 despite the bucket. Flippers taking time here. Coach Mulvey waving his right hand. Got the blue pants and lavender shirt. We hit one minute to go in this third quarter. Parham off the dribble near side baseline. Leaves it near wing for Graham. Guarded by Crowley. Back near corner for Parham. Trying to get it inside to Glenn, but instead going to pull it back out with a dribble. Far side now the sophomore Tavares wants to go at Green. Goes by Green. Leaves it in the lane, but not before barreling into Anderson and picking up an offensive foul. It's a charge. third on Tavares he's gonna stay on the floor at least for the moment with 45 seconds to go in the third quarter Portsmouth still leading big 44-22 Charter on the weak side wing for Bedford puts it on the deck right hand dribble up top looks to make a move on Tavares leaves it now for Mocus. head down up top Anderson backdoor green catch fire and score knocked to the ground on the play wanted a whistle won't get it have to settle for just two seven points now for Green Bedford within 20 looks like the final shot will go to Portsmouth as we approach 10 seconds to go in this third quarter Bedford in a tight man-to-man Green make it Graham rather down the lane and he draws a foul on the floor against Crawley Crowley not happy immediately screamed out no at John Kelly who blew the whistle five team fouls each way in this third quarter the third on Crowley six seconds to go on the third quarter clock enough time here for Portsmouth the inbound comes to the far corner Pete open look and the three is in the hole he's got five from downtown three quarter court heave is no good and that'll do it for the third quarter Portsmouth on a roll blowing it open here in Durham they lead Bedford 47-24 to after three quarters Fourth quarter action next. You're listening to Championship Saturday coverage right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in at ESPNNHradio.com. What if you got rewarded for Now Well, the fourth quarter begins with Portsmouth on top of Bedford, 47-24. Clippers have never trailed this afternoon. They led by eight at the break and blew it open in the third quarter. Now we'll see if they can finish the job as they look for back-to-back undefeated championship seasons. This one in Division I this time. Backdoor Parham to Glenn. Not a clean catch and a steal on the baseline from Mokas. Mokas brings it into the front court for Bedford and leaves it now far side for Crowley. Chartier head down. Tries to bank it near side. Can't get it over Pete. And it's Pete who slaps it back out to Graham. And Portsmouth has it. So they slow it down right to left. Nick Anastas with you here in Durham. Division 1 championship. The D2 champs were crowned earlier. That was Lebanon. They beat Cole Brown 59-22. to 22. Meanwhile, back-to-back turnovers for Portsmouth. And now a foul coming against the Clippers as well.
1: Brown not happy.
0: Foul on Tavares. is fourth. Got caught with the reach. Coach Mulvey screaming at midcourt. Molkis inbound pass, stolen away by Parham. Parham right to left, goes out of Anderson, blocked by Anderson. Anderson recovers, has a long outlet that's too long for Mocus. It's tracked down in the far corner by Portsmouth's Pete, and now he calls a timeout. Coach Mulvey not happy with the officials. And I don't believe he's happy with the start to this fourth quarter as this team has gotten off to a little sloppy. Minute in, fourth quarter, 47-24. Coverage today and all season long brought to you by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. Basque now has new imaging options. You can find out more online at two different websites, bedfordsurgical.com and basqueimaging.com. Also by Apple Therapy, proud supporters of the 2017 Student Athlete Scholarship Program. Nominate your senior son or daughter today, and they could win $2,500. Find out more at AppleTherapy.com. Well, again, things were close in the first half. Neither team shot the ball particularly well. With three minutes to go in the second quarter, Bedford's Cam Missouri landed awkwardly and suffered what we're being told was a lower leg injury. The game was delayed for nearly 25 minutes before the senior was carted off on a stretcher and sent to the hospital. The game concluded, or sorry, the first half concluded with Portsmouth leading only by 8, 23-15 at the break. But in the third quarter, Portsmouth showed their balance, their depth, and their skill as they... Push the lead up to 23 at one point they lead by 23 at this point 47-24 and now foul here against Crowley a reach-in here on the near wing and the junior just picked up his fourth for Bedford and also puts the Bulldogs up against the team foul limit with six it comes with a minute and a half off this fourth quarter clock and again the Clippers in front big 47-24 inbound pass lobbed to Glenn he can't handle it at mid-court and now a scrap and a foul is called on the far sideline and a timeout. Or no, just possession here. Yeah, it'll be Portsmouth ball, no timeout. Missing last touch by Liam Green, who hit the deck. Meanwhile, Bedford, they're going to pick up full court here. Go Jelmendorf trying to breathe some fire into the defense. Barham for Glenn. Glenn to the rim. Collision and a blocking foul is going to be called against Nick Mokas both players landed hard the finger roll was off target but Glenn's gonna shoot two Glenn's been the man today for Portsmouth 18 points in the game the game's high score 12 of those came before halftime Glenn who was also one of Portsmouth's better football players he will be missed Brother, of course, came through the program as well a couple years back. Well, Glenn can hit the free throw. One more on the way, and that one no good either, off the back iron. Rebound to Green, and here comes Bedford, down 47-24. Green to the rim, fades away, can't get it. Offensive rebound, Anderson up top. Crowley second try is up and in. It's a three. And it's from straight away, Connor Crowley. Playing major minutes off the bench here. Seven points. Bedford back within 20. 47-27. Two minutes gone, fourth quarter. Coach Mulvey saying, let's go, let's move from the Portsmouth sideline. Graham with the handle deep in the far wing. Crossover, dribble, goes around green, leaves it for Pete, and there is the layup. Pretty play by Cody Graham. Well, he's done a little bit of everything today. Only two points for the junior guard, but... He's been active. Meanwhile, Anderson, baseline, J. no good from the far side. Loose ball near side. Players on the ground, jump ball call. Pete and Crowley tie each other up, and it'll stay with Bedford. Two and a half gone, fourth quarter. Forsmouth leading 49-27. Green off the inbound. Trying to bank one home, can't get it. And then we have another jump ball off the miss as Green was tied up again with Pete. You see Green getting a little frustrated here. Throwing his body around, but can't get a break that time. Portsmouth ball, Bedford again, the full court press. Portsmouth trying to break it right to left. They lead by 22, 49-27. Sanborn double-teamed. Did he turn it over? Yes, he did. Dribbled right out of bounds on the far sideline. double team there by Mocas and Chartier to force the turnover. A rare Portsmouth mistake. Only had three turnovers in the first half. They've got three, though, so far in this fourth quarter. Nearly three minutes off the clock. Clippers still with a 22-point advantage, 49-27. Bedford goes inside. Green, double-team, far block, goes up. No, but a foul. Went straight at both Glenn and Sanborn. And they're going to get Sanborn with a foul. Got him on the wrist. Both teams now in the bonus, seven each way. First on Sanborn. Green, who almost single-handedly closed out Spaulding in the semifinals at the line he was the game's high score at 15 points also a 9 of 9 I think or 9 of 10 at the stripe first time he's been at the line today for Bedford and he's got the front end of this two-shot foul up and in eight points now for Green Bedford down 49 28 chance to close the gap to 20 here but starting to run out of time with five minutes to go Green second one is up and good nine points now for the senior full court press here from Bedford Portsmouth going to break it right to left with the dribble Graham into the front court has Tavares far side Bedford fans wanted to travel there as he shuffled his feet a little bit but no whistle meanwhile Parham trying to get away from two defenders here on the near side wing now leaves it for Pete near side or making that far side now back to the near side for Glenn he's double teamed again back over to Graham playing keep away here in this high set Coach Mulvey directing traffic with the right hand 4.5 to go, 4th quarter 49-29 Portsmouth Graham wants to go at Crowley off the dribble up top for Glenn, far side for Pete, again no shot clock in the NHIAA, so Portsmouth can play this game all night, Parham now wide open on the back door, goes to the rim, as a two hand layup off the glass now with the double team Somebody's got to be open. It was Parham. Senior point guard now with seven. Bedford the other way. They turn it over. Green. Hoping to find Anderson in the near corner, but nobody home. Bulldogs nine turnovers in that first half. and They've added to that total, unfortunately for them, in this second half. We're midway through the fourth quarter. Portsmouth leads 51-29. Parham on the far sidelines. Lost the ball. was poked loose by Chartier. It will stay with Portsmouth. Some of the Bulldog fans heading out. Same thing on the Clippers' side. Satisfied, I suppose, with the margin. Well, Pete had a runner. No. Glenn follow blocked. Loose ball, and Green wrestles it away. Out of a crowd for Bedford. He's exhausted. Mokus, meanwhile, a quick three in traffic. Got it from the far side wing second three for the lefty junior Bedford's within 19 closest they've been in this fourth quarter 51-32 three and a half to go fourth quarter Glenn near side harassed by Anderson goes around Anderson into the paint and there's a finger roll Dr. J style off the right hand 20 for the game size score Glenn his man beats him down the floor and gets a quick one with the right hand that's Nolan Anderson who beat everybody Down the floor for the easy bucket. His first field goal since the first quarter. Six now for the junior, Anderson. And now a foul at midcourt is given by the Bulldogs with just over three minutes to go. Again, both teams are in the bonus. Eight team fouls against Bedford. And the fifth against Connor Crowley. Called for the reach from behind. He is done. Gets a hug from Coach Elmendorf. He should be back, though, next year. Only a junior. Good junior class, by the way.
1: Speaking of juniors,
0: is Cody Graham. Started for this club as a freshman way back in the 2015 season. This is the front end of the 1-1 one one, rebound to Bedford's Mocus. Bulldogs down 53-34. Three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Grain down the lane and a foul on the floor. Reach in. That'll send Bedford back to the line. Alan Pete is fourth call for the reach with the right hand Green a very good free throw shooter as we talked about back to the line for Bedford 53-34 though is the big Portsmouth lead Bedford trying to close the gap though in the final three minutes 1-1 one and one for Green he's got it with the right hand been a heck of a career for this kid Liam Green first of all he's a standout in the classroom and he's a multi-sport star for the Bulldogs, was one of their starting receivers on the state champion football team in the fall. He's got the second one as well. He's going to finish in double figures. He has 11. 53-36. Portsmouth again facing full court pressure. Pete into the front court with a pass for Glenn on the near side wing. And now it's Graham who's going to handle with his heels near the midcourt line. Guarded by Mocus, Trying to go at him with a stop and start. Does so. Leaves for Parham, and now back out to Pete, and we'll do it all over again. Well, again, the NHL, we've talked about getting a shot clock, where they've talked about it for years. And that may be on the way. I know it's tough to implicate it's a financial situation. But I think it would help the game for sure. Meanwhile, back-to-back turnovers. Portsmouth gave it away, and then Mokas coughed it up. And now foul is called on Mokas. No, it's on Chartier's His second free throw. Still a one-and-one one here. 19 fouls for Portsmouth. Pete going to head to the free throw line. It's a good sportsmanship as well after the whistle. Mokas and Glenn tapping each other on the backside showing respect a couple hard competitors free throw missed there by Pete rebound Bedford sets up a chartier three near wing that's short rebound off the bounce taken by Graham throws it ahead for Pete and Pete's got an uncontested layup for two more how about Pete with 21 he's down the game-size scorer meanwhile Green sneaks into the lane scores with a scoop shot 13 for graham and now substitutions are coming on after a brief timeout christian pete all smiles holding up the front of his jersey which of course reads portsmouth smiling at the fans standing in the student section looks like coach mulvey taking out the starters only six players to this point have seen action the five starters plus the junior mike sanborn same thing on the other side with Bedford and it looks like Coach Elmendorf is bringing on a fresh five as well and now the chant of undefeated coming from the Portsmouth fans and it's well deserved as the club has not lost now in two full calendar years so a fresh 10 on the floor for the final minute 50 Portsmouth leading 55-38. Full court press from the Bulldogs. Handling the rock here for Portsmouth is Mike Max Lincoln, 6'3", Jr. Now Jamal Shahid to the rim, and he got the scooper with the right hand. And <laughs> will get the step and finish in traffic? 57-38, first two for Sheard. Shahid, I should say. Backdoor Ryan Porter is fouled, left his feet, and I believe he's going to shoot two. Porter, one of the seniors, who was voted as a co-captain beginning of the year by his teammates, saw some action in both the quarterfinal win against Merrimack and earlier this week in the semifinal victory over Spalding, and he's got his name in the scores book here. Free throw up and in. One more coming for the right-handed senior. It's an 18-point Portsmouth lead with a minute 24 to go. Now down to 17 at 57-40. Full court press by Bedford. Lincoln. Crossover dribble. Right to left into the front court for Portsmouth. As Shahid, far side wing. He'll tee up a three and he'll knock it down. Janelle Shahid, the freshman with five here in this fourth quarter. We're down to one minute here, fourth quarter. Portsmouth closing in on a Division I championship. They lead 60-40. to 40. Bedford, Noah Schabarick up top. Leaves it near side for Steve Chartier, who thought about it. Gets it back over to Schabarick. 40 seconds. Now Steve Chartier lets it fly. Three-pointer, no good, short from the near wing and out of bounds it goes back over to Portsmouth 37 seconds remaining the freshman Shahi gonna check out as Portsmouth brings in Lance Rizcala 5'10 junior for the first time 30 seconds to go Portsmouth with a touch for AJ McManus Who wants a three of his own? It's up and no good from the far wing. Tipped once, twice in the lane. Lincoln comes back with it for Portsmouth. Pulls it out, swings it for McManus. He wants a three and he's got it again. Second time, the charm. Coach Elmendorf shaking his head. Inside of 10 seconds, 63 40. Pass tipped out of bounds. Broken up there by Portsmouth McDonald. Five seconds. So the Portsmouth Clippers have done it again. Undefeated Division II state champions a year ago and now the champions of Division I. A perfect campaign. Portsmouth celebrates at midcourt. Players jumping up and down. Christian Peed, meanwhile, raising up both arms towards the student section. Very impressive. They make the jump from D2 to D1 and run the table again. Bedford, meanwhile, they're going to have most of this team back next year. They lost four seniors, including Max. Uh, excuse me, including uh, Troy Misurvy, who suffered a lower leg injury late in the first half, and after a 25-minute delay, had to be had to be carted off. He will be missed, and that's a certainly a tough way to end his Bulldog career. But I have a feeling Bedford's going to reload, and they may be back in this gymnasium a year from now. We'll see. But for right now, the hour belongs to Portsmouth. The Clippers never trailed this afternoon. They led only by eight at the break, but ran that deficit up to 23. During the third quarter, and never really looked back. The high scorer ended up being Christian Peak, 21 points. Most of that from behind the three-point arc, where he had five made three-pointers, but steadying inside force, not just tonight, but really since he came back after missing the first half of the year. Joey Glenn, 20 points for the six-foot-five senior. He wraps it up with a championship, and it looks like he's addressing his guys right now. Over there in the huddle as Portsmouth gets ready to receive their hardware. 63 to 40, the final. Back to Durham to wrap things up in just a moment. You're listening to Championship Saturday coverage presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in at ESPNNHradio.com.
1: If you're a homeowner
0: facing foreclosure and a so called loan modification expert asks you for an upfront payment, run and run fast. Be aware of promises that can't be